For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Rolling Stone has released its latest list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Yeah. And the Queen of Soul is at the top. What do you think? Number one, Queen of Soul. Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin's. Yeah. Respect. Top the list as the number one song, according to the Entertainment Magazine. Look, man. It's a great song. Mm -hmm. Fantastic song. But is it the best song ever made? Ever? Well, this is all, it's art, right? So it's always subjective. Uh, this is according to Rolling Stone. It is. I mean, it's a great song. Great song. But I can I can think of better ones. Well, you know? sure. If you're making a Johnny B list, I mean, mine would be wackadoo. You would hate my list. I got you. But no, no, I would be trying to think as, you know, as every, think for everybody. Not just me, obviously. Mm-hmm. It'd be a bunch of Chris Stapleton and Alan Stone and right. stuff. Right. Um, now I love Aretha Franklin, and I, I really, <laughs> I want to watch the. Um, Jennifer Hudson just came out. I think it's on Amazon. It's uh, called Respect. This Aretha Franklin uh, biopic or whatever. And I and I asked Leah if she wanted to see it. She's like, Nah. Mm-hmm. I was like, You're supposed to be the one that wants to see this, not me. You're the beautiful lady. So I'm gonna have to watch it without her, I guess, because I like Jennifer Hudson too. But yeah. But the thing is, some of these biopics, like, they get really attractive people. Like, Aretha Franklin was a pretty girl in the 60s and stuff. She aged pretty badly, though, on the looks front. You know what I mean? Like, she got, she looks like she was melting. You know, it's a poor thing. Yeah. But she deserves the moniker of Queen of Soul, though. I, I think so. But I think Jennifer Hudson's also a better singer. I know that's going to piss some people off. That's not a popular opinion, but Jennifer Hudson, you know, she won an Oscar, you know, for Dream Girls for a reason. It's her voice, for not her acting. She Wait, got it for, it, she got it for sense, acting. Though. She got yeah. it for acting. But the, the, the scene that stole it was when she sang uh, Jennifer Holliday's... Um, um, Jennifer uh, Holliday? Billy Holiday? Bill, no, 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 no. Uh, Jennifer. Uh, am I getting her name name wrong? She was fat. Now she's not fat anymore. She had a song. Um, uh, she did the song. Um, I'm not going nowhere. Uh, the red light's on. You're not going to get it. When we go to break, you'll get it. No, nah, God damn. Jennifer. It was just the, the, the climactic song and the thing with the stuff. Oh, I am telling you. Thank you. God damn. What's that song? You don't know that song? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. It's just a, one of the hardest songs to sing. But she sang it in the middle of Dreamgirls. You know, she's singing it at um, uh, Jamie Foxx, his character. And uh, here, here, here it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the best man. She was up against Eddie Murphy for Best Supporting Actor or Actress in this movie. Eddie Murphy didn't get it. He should have. He was fantastic in Dreamgirls. What? I think I got the name right. I think it's Jennifer Holiday that sang this originally. Something Holiday? Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you look it up? Yeah. Yeah, she was a big gal. God, she was real popular in the 80s and 90s. She's still around. But she was like a really good vocalist, too. I listened to a lot of R&B charts when I was young. So it didn't make some of the stuff that didn't make like a regular top 40 list. Mm-hmm. I was familiar with. Like, I knew who Brian McKnight was before other white people knew who Brian McKnight was. Um, yeah, but Jennifer Hudson, her voice, one of the best. Like, she's ridiculous. I mean, this part of the song's fine, but when she gets into it at the end, huh, William. Get to go to the end. Okay, hold on. Swift trying this. Yeah, she won an Oscar. And, you know, she was like sixth place uh, in American Idol. She got yeah. voted off. Right. <laughs> I think that was the year the bald asshole won. What was his <laughs> name? Uh, Ruben Stubbard? No. <laughs> he wasn't bald. Daughtry? Or an asshole. Yeah, Daughtry. Daughtry, yeah. yeah. Man, I thought Ruben Stubbard was really going to set the pace for fat people, man. I thought it was our time. Yeah. I really did. I was like, we're about to be popular, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just didn't he, work out. He went to the gospel scene. I guess he did very well with the gospel charts and stuff. But yeah. I was like, Jesus, dude. So you know? records. Yeah. Good for him. Well, the 10 rounding out the top 10 of Rolling Stone's best songs ever. Number 10, Hey Ya by Outkast. <laughs> I mean, it's a good song. I love Outkast. My but- mom, I'll tell you, my mom loves that song. So <laughs> it's definitely cross generational. Like, a, a, it, is a, it is a powerful song. Outkast is my favorite rap duo. Ever, mm-hmm. it's not even close. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but that's that's not even that's that's Andre three thousand. That was on that album where they both did their own things. Uh, well, Big Boy's badass too. I mean, I, they, I didn't say he wasn't. I know. I'm just saying that it's not really Outkast. That was Andre three thousand that did that song. Well, I mean, they collaborate on the vibe and the beats and everything. So I mean, it's really both of them. But yeah, right. you but know, they, what I'm they, they had the album though. You know, what yeah, I'm talking I, I about, do know. They what, both yeah, kind of did their own thing. Was that was, off Roses? It was. Uh, Okay, I guess so. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, I love Outkast, but we're talking top ten songs ever, mm-hmm. ever. Well, I, I agree with it because, like I said, it, it's cross generational. All right, the hotline's ringing again. It's, it's you think a it's a real prank. person? No, it's some idiot. Johnny B. Show, how can we help you? 
Hello. You have a collect call from... Jay Voight. To accept charges, please say yes. Who's that? Or say it's nobody. No. I told you. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. J-Boy? <laughs> I feel like I'm dropping the ball, not talking to somebody in jail when they really want us to. It's not from jail, though. It would say, you have a call from an inmate. Oh, yeah. Pizza, blah, blah. You, someone who raped somebody in 1997 yeah. would like to talk to you. So, yeah, I, I think Outcast should be up there because that song is powerful with a lot of different... That's not even my favorite Outcast song. Rosa okay, Parks, okay. way better. Again, you're going by Johnny B standards. Nope. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. No! You're not going by the editorial staff at Rolling Stone, Ugh. which is a different... Exactly. They suck. Different genre. Although, I will say I agree with that song. I don't know if it's top. I don't. I have no idea what to put in that. Number nine, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. That's a good song. Great song. Been Great covered song. by so many people. Number eight, Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. <laughs> I mean, that's a good song. That's fine, dude. But come on, man. I mean, there is so much unbelievable artistry and and writing and singing. How is Stevie Wonder not in the top ten? Which song? Any of them. What's what's his biggest song? To me, his most is intricate. No, no, his best song he ever Two made. Days old. <laughs> his best song ever made. That. I'm sorry. It's one of the most, it's one of the greatest masterpieces in music ever. Let me find it for you real quick. People that are listening, they're already screaming at their car if they know music at all. And this isn't Johnny B's list. This is common sense list. If you like music at all, this song here, not only the best Stevie Wonder song, but one of the best songs ever, ever produced. This song, disgusting. Well, just because the record has a groove, don't make it in the groove. But you can tell right away when the people start to move. They can feel it all over. They can feel it all over. They can feel it all over. Like, you can't feel bad when this song is on. Good song. Yeah. Johnny B's list. It makes oh, dude. You know what? I'm going to make my own list for tomorrow night. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Are you here tomorrow? Nope. Okay. Uh, but I'll give it to you. Number seven. The Beatles. Strawberry Fields Forever. <sighs> First of all, this is also not going to play well with people. Mm-hmm. Beatles are overrated. Well, yeah, that's not going to play well with a lot of people. No. Wings. Better band. Oh, wow. Oh, 100%. Wow, wow. Sorry. Mm. Just the truth. Paul was the most talented guy on the in the in the Beatles. Not even close. Mm. Who's better, Ringo? John. John. John didn't reach his potential either cuz he died. Yeah. Yeah, you got to learn some self-defense, John. <laughs> was he shot or stabbed? Shot. Yeah, I guess that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Get a vest on. Sorry, dude. RIP. Number six, Marvin Gaye, 
What's going on? Great song. And I will say this. It's it's in the running for my voice audition next week. Mm. It may I may be doing that one. Because mm. that, that is a... I love Marvin Gaye. Um, and that... Oh, that's a good one, man. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. I, I think I know why Rolling Stone picked it. But it is a great song. Why? I don't know. Okay. Number five. Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Great song. Okay. Exactly. I, I think Nirvana's overrated. Me too. Thank you. And I think they're highly talented. Oh, they had, you know, they had Kurt Cobain, good songwriter. It's a, I, It was like he, he wrote Courtney Love songs, and they had a lot of hits when she was playing in. Was it Hole? Yeah. So he was writing her songs, and then when he died, all of a sudden, they, that band was poo-poo. Is it kind of like when Jezelnik was dating Amy Schumer? I and she's similar situation. She was doing some really good stuff on the roasts, and then she started writing her own jokes. And similar, similar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, similar. Just, like so, when she wasn't stealing Patrice O'Neill's jokes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would say that Kurt Cobain's great songwriter, legendary band, I guess, but it became almost like a folklore because of his death. They were kind of like mumble rap of alternative music. Well, they did steer in that genre of grunge. Yeah. I mean, they brought it to that Seattle grunge scene into the mainstream, and yeah. it became a massive success. I still like a couple of the songs, but I wouldn't yeah. put them in the top. I just think yeah. they're a little bit overrated as yeah. a legendary band. I know? like the Rape Me song better than the Smells Like Teen mm-hmm. Spirit, you know? Okay. Yeah. Now, this is a very controversial artist, because people either love him or hate him. There's not really much in between. Number four... Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. Yeah, I hate him. Uh, uh, never. I like I like Bob Dylan. <laughs> His music. He sounds like a head injury to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I get that. I get that. It's just like my fa- one of my favorite artists is Connor Oberst from Bright Eyes. Okay. And he's got a very unique voice. Not, I understand. Not see you're you're musically inclined too. So yeah. I feel like you judge a little harder. You're, you're going from for... From a technical sense? Yeah, you're, you're going for... I, I'm more for the, I guess, I would say the emotion of it. That sounds stupid, but, yeah. you know, what what goes into that piece of, of work, it's not maybe the most technical. Yeah, I just think it was, uh, like, the 60s and the 70s had a lot of artists that they got a lot of credit for being, like, different because everybody was trying to kind of, like swerve into this whole new kind of uh, generation and everything and it's like they gotta come out of the doo-wop era and they gotta be my own free spirit bro that's why I don't like the doors I think they suck too no, I like the doors I thought too, Jim yeah. Morrison was ugh did you ever see Jim Morrison predict the future of music no is that pretty cool it's it's yeah it's um do you know Bob Dylan has the greatest hits album that's cool. gotta be a Bob Dylan? Yeah, of course. That's gotta be like a lot of hits. Gotta be like three songs. Um, let's see here. (laughs) I stinks, but wait, what's his name? Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison predicts the future of music. This song's actually pretty good. Here we go. Oh, hold on. All right, okay. Is he gonna cuss? I was talking about he's on this weekend, thinking a lot about it. I think the two basic types of music indigenous to this country are. Uh, the uh, black music, blues, 
and the kind of folk music that was brought over from Europe and I guess they call it country music or the kind of West Virginia high and lonesome sound that those, those are the two main streams of root American music there might be others I don't know but uh, it looks like uh, and like 10 years ago what they called rock and roll was kind of a blending of those two forms uh, and I guess what's happening now Man, is high. rock is kind of dying out and everyone is going back to the roots again some are going back into country and some are going huh. uh, back into basic blues I guess in four or five years uh, the new uh, generation's music will be um, <clears throat> it'll have uh, a synthesis of those two elements and some third thing it'll be entire maybe it'll be uh it might rely uh, heavily on uh, uh, electronics. Is he uh, ODing tapes. right now? He, he looks very high, but did you hear that? Yeah, electronics. Uh, electronics, uh, tapes. I can kind of envision maybe um, one person with a, uh, a lot of machines, tapes, wow. electronic setups, uh, uh, singing or speaking and, and using machines. He nailed it. Dude. He nailed it. I wonder if it, the way he, the, the reason why he nailed it is because somebody was listening that was like really smart and they go, great idea, <laughs> yeah. Jimbo. I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. We have, um, where do we stop? All right. Number four, Bob Dylan, Dylan like a Rolling Stone. Number yeah. three, Sam Cooke, a change is oh, going to come. Also, ironically, one of the front runners for my voice audition. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Third best song of all time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Two, two of my uh, my songs that I'm thinking about doing are big and like, uh, you know, the uh, uh, social justice movement of the 60s. I, You know, that's pretty much the change is going to come. was kind of, you know, based upon that. And so it was uh, uh, what's going on was really it was written um, more about you know, uh, turmoil within like the black community. I, I saw an interview with Marvin Gaye and he was saying that it was really about how, you know, everybody needs to try to unify instead of fighting each other all the time. And it was really big at the time, but I think that song really kind of fits what's, you know, today's world, not to sound corny, but what's going on means a lot now when it comes to, you know, COVID-19, when it comes to, you know, division on all kinds of fronts and, you find yourself saying, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? So I think if if they re-release that song, remaster it, re-release it, um, I think I think it would make the top charts again. It's mm -hmm. that good of a song. And I would say that song, that song definitely, Sam Cooke, uh, man, he was so good, dude. Are you familiar with his music? I mean, I know this song. I don't oh. know if I know any other ones. Though. This song, whoo boy. And it's another one, man, where he talks about, you know, um, you know, basically struggles within black people in the black community. And it was something that, you know, was starting to be said. Oh, this is the wrong song. Oh, this is a good one. Twisting the night away. Oh, yeah. Come on. He was he was doo up before anything. I'll tell you the first uh, Sam Cooke song that I fell in love with as like a five-year-old kid. Because all I listened to was doo up. Sure. Straight 
It was a good one. I'm just saying. He had a song, You Send Me, was a really good one. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of some of the ones. All right, let me find uh, a change is going to come for you. All right, here's one. I would say this deserves to be way up there. Marching and stuff with MLK and everything. Like, they played this song a lot. Oh, man. That was a good one. A good one. You know who did a really good cover of this song? Kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to play it real quick and I want you to tell me who it is. You're, oh, my God. This is so funny. Hold on. Let's see here. Bang, girl. Okay. You ready? Yep. Same song. Different artist. You tell me who it is. You know, back in the 80s. But yeah, Rolling Stone, we get it. You know, it's anti-cop sentiment and stuff. I got it. I'm surprised F the police didn't make it on their list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. Right, right. Yeah. So it's a great song, but number two all time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ah, you know. I mean, if you're going hip hop. Hear that? Spring is back, and so is Church's Seafood. 
with a flavorful fish sandwich or classic shrimp basket. Each starting at just $3.99.